today's kernel is going out to Langston, who goes by Ross World on Instagram. Appreciate the support for listening to Popcorn Finance and This Is Awkward. Hope you enjoyed today's show. Chris, hope you're doing well, and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. You know, one of the things that I found really helpful and motivating when I was working through paying off a bunch of credit card debt was hearing stories from other people who were in situations just like me, or maybe even worse. There was just something empowering and encouraging about hearing people who made it through. And so I thought today would be a great day to share one of those stories with you. Today, I'm going to be joined by Caroline Vinsel from carolinevinsel.com, and she's going to share how her and her husband made things work when they were only making $17,000 a year. But before we do, a quick pause to hear from today's sponsor. Hey, Popcorn Finance listeners, this is Stephanie O'Connell Rodriguez. You might remember me from episode 134 of this podcast when I talked about why I returned my engagement ring. Well, today I'm popping in to tell you about another major life update. It's a new business I launched right after my wedding called Statement Cards, which are greeting cards for celebrating your career and money milestones, like starting your own business or paying off your student loans. With messages like closing the pay gap like a boss and you're not too expensive, they just can't afford you yet, Statement Cards believes financial accomplishments and career milestones are as worthy of celebration as pregnancies and engagements. So come check out the collection at StatementCards.com or on Instagram at StatementCards. Caroline, how are you doing today? <laughs> Good, thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. No, I appreciate you coming on the show and helping listeners get out of a, a rut they may be feeling that they're in right now. Caroline, sometimes I think it's really easy to get down on our current situation and feel trapped and like there's no way out. And I know for you, you started off probably not in the place you thought you were going to be in and maybe it felt like you're going to be there for a while. You and your husband, you found yourselves starting out with a really modest income. When you first got married, what were you two making? Oh, gosh, we're driving right into the details here. Okay, <laughs> so when my husband and I first got married, we were, well, we didn't get married initially. We <laughs> started dating, got promptly engaged um, in freshman year of college, and then promptly got pregnant. 10 out of 10, do not recommend doing something like that. But we were freshmen in college, and we were living off of his one income when our son was born. And our take-home pay at that point in time was $17,000. So it was wow. $750 every two weeks. Wow. And yeah. I mean, what was your, your life like at that point? Like, How was it day-to-day -day managing your finances when you're making $17,000 a year? It was very, very much like hand-to-mouth. It was a lot of we have to survive this period of time. There was no hope at that point for like getting out of it because of how deep in the muck we felt. We were always constantly kind of concerned about like if our card was going to get declined, I call it credit card roulette. You'd go mm. to swipe your card and it's like, it might get declined. It might not. We don't know, but we're going to go for it anyway. And it was like that. It was if a bill came in, it was, do we have to pay this bill on time? Can we pay the bill on time? Can we pay rent on time? Or can we get groceries for the week? Uh, it was a lot of scraping by. It was a lot of fear and frustration all at the same time. And I think it was probably when we had our second shutoff notice for our electric bill. And I'm sitting there with like a fridge that is completely bare with like a tiny little baby. And I'm like, this is not the way to live. There has to be more to life than this. 
And it was then that I actually started to look at our finances because for a while it was kind of just, well, I mean, if you do swipe the card and it goes through, then you have money. You're good. It wasn't until like you actually start to look at your finances, even though you keep saying to yourself like, nah, it's okay. We got this. It wasn't until you start to look at it and realize, oh, we don't got this. Like, we are in way over our heads. And we started having the hard money conversations about, you know, you can't just spend all the time when you want. You can't just go and get food for lunch when we're like, you know, that money could be going to paying the rent or to paying the electric bill that's past due. And we got really resourceful really quickly. And so I'm thankful for the lessons that we learned during that time. But, man, the fear every single day of if someone's knocking on our door, is it an eviction notice? opening the mail? Are we going to have another surprise bill that's passed due? It was it was a terrible, terrible way to live for a long time. I mean, that's that's a lot to deal with. And I, I myself have played that credit card roulette at the at the store many times before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, what do you what do you do when you're in that situation? Like, what For you, what did you feel you could do to take control of the situation and make things different? Because I know sometimes it feels hopeless. It did. And I mean, honestly, my husband and I fought a lot over this because he's the spender and I'm the saver by nature. And so when we joined our finances together, I'm constantly in the saving mindset of I can go to Starbucks if I want because I haven't spent any money. So there's going to be money in the bank. For him, it's keep spending until you can't spend no more. (laughs) And And then you know that you have no more money and then that's okay. But When we came together, we had to have this conversation, and I like to call it the coming to Jesus talk. Like, look, you're spending us into oblivion. We are not going to be able to dig ourselves out of this mess. Life is meant to be more than living paycheck to paycheck every single week until you die. Mm. And it wasn't until, like, I kind of had to, and this is a very controversial subject, (laughs) but I'm going to go there. (laughs) I had to start hiding money from my husband. Not in like a, I'm storing it away so that I could divorce him or like be shifty (laughs) or start gambling or anything, but because it became a compulsion with him of spending. And so I started saving money, like little by little, like $50 here, $20 there. Anytime I paid cash for something, I would save it. And then before he even realized it, because I remember like he's not looking at our bank account. He's just swiping the card until it gets declined. And so... It would just get declined earlier. And next thing he knew, I told him, I'm like, we have $1,000 saved. And we saved it in no time at all just by me going out of my way to put this money away. So it took kind of like a, not like stiff-armed, is that the right word? (laughs) I kind of forced my way into this. I kind of made him (laughs) do this. I'm really thankful that I did because at first he was like, what? Oh, my gosh, understandably. And then he was like, oh, I was spending all of that on pointless stuff. And for him Mm. to actually see that if he was actually thinking about where he was spending, if I was thinking about where we were spending and being really intentional with our money, we could have gotten out of this hole a long time before we did. So it took getting to the bottom, getting to like the very, very bottom, the like rock in the hard place to find some way out. You know, sometimes it is so hard to see where you are. Like you just... You're just living life, you're in your routine, and you don't really realize yeah. how bad of a situation it is. And that's that's amazing that you were able to kind of show him that. that You were able to be the one to like, <laughs> hey, all right, look at what I was able to do. 
think of how yep. much more we could do if we're on the same page together type of thing. So. Exactly. Exactly. And now, thankfully, he's on the same page with me. Like, we're saving constantly for any big goals that we have. And he learned that kind of principle through realizing if you don't control your money, your money controls you. So, Caroline, before we go, what, what's one thing that you would leave with listeners to kind of help them if they're in a similar position that you are and they want to break free of the, the cycle of struggling, of maybe not monitoring their money as they feel like they should be or they're doing as well as they could be? What would be your advice to them? Am I allowed to do two parts, please? Because <laughs> <laughs> okay, one of them is the practical thing and one of them is is it's all about your mindset. Like you have to get into the right frame of mind before you can even do anything. I was completely content just living hand to mouth and being in the struggle bus until I wasn't, until I realized I was 20 at that point in time. And I'm like, this is too difficult. If I'm stressed like this now, I'm going to be stressed like this forever. And then I'm going to die when I'm 50. And I don't want that. So you have to make that decision that there's more to life than being on the struggle bus. There's more to life. Life is beautiful. And it's just so much more than the struggle. And then the practical side of that is if you are constantly feeling like there's no way to save more money, you can't find extra money in your day-to-day budget, automate the crap out of your savings. Mm -hmm. Automate everything. Pay your bills automatically so you never have to get charged a late fee. Set up things like Acorns or Digit to help you save pocket change automatically every single day and watch that savings grow. Set up on payday a $25 quick withdrawal into a savings account from your checking account so you never even miss it. So that's like the practical side of it is to make it easy on yourself. It doesn't have to be hard, especially when you're starting out and you're feeling super depressed and you're feeling down. Make it easy on yourself. I love that. I'm all for automation. It just it takes it out of your hands. It, it takes away a lot of excuses when you don't have control because it automatically just, just flies out of your account. Exactly. Exactly. And it's one less thing for you to think about or for you to put on the back burner and be like, I'll get to it later because later never happens. Exactly. Exactly. So Caroline, thank you so much for for joining me and being open and sharing part of your story. And if you want to reach out to you and learn more about what you're doing, uh, what's the best place to to do that? Sure. You guys can go to carolinebensel.com. And I have something special for Chris's people, just because I love you guys so much. Um, And Chris has the best podcast ever, right? Popcorn Finance. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So go to carolinebensel.com slash popcorn finance. And I have a special freebie gift for you guys. Oh, perfect. Thank you. I appreciate that, Caroline. And the kind words. I'll yeah. make sure that all goes in the show notes. That way people can easily find that. Don't have a, an accident okay. trying to look at their phones while they're <laughs> while they're listening to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do not do that. Don't do that while you're driving. <laughs> Please Wait do. until you get home. You'll appreciate it so much more. <laughs> Thank you so much, Caroline. I appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. This was just a portion of the conversation that Caroline and I had, and we did want to make it clear that we do understand that income is a huge factor when it comes to making progress in your finances. And Caroline didn't just keep making $17,000 forever. Her business has grown and matured and she's increased her income. And, and for me as well, during my time paying off debt, making more money, increasing my salary by either working towards promotions or just changing employers altogether were, were huge factors in me making more money, which led to me getting out of debt sooner. So we just wanted to be clear that we understand that and we acknowledge that. But the whole point of me sharing this story was that I wanted to show you a story from someone who has been where some of you may be. And I know for me, these stories have been extremely helpful in encouraging me and keeping me going and moving forward in my financial journey. And my hope was that it would encourage you. 
So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And again, I want to say thank you to Caroline for taking some time to join me here. As always, I appreciate all of you joining me here for another bag of popcorn. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week. And remember to register to vote. Your boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.